Whoa, whoa, whoa. Do you ever think you were interesting or funny enough to start a podcast to share your opinions? I'm gonna put some dirt in your eye. Well, so did these guys. Over a billion, two hundred, a trillion, two hundred billion dollars. Welcome to Strictly Nonsense, a podcast talking about anything and everything. What the dog doing? You know, movies, TV shows, trending topics, that kind of nonsense. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills! Because fuck them, that's why. I can do this all day. Call an ambulance! Call an ambulance! But not for me! Well, let's get into it with your hosts, Joe and Finn. Yo, what is up, people? Welcome back to Strictly Nonsense, a podcast where we talk about everything and anything. Uh, I'm your host, Joe. With me is my boy, Finn. Uh, Finn, how are you doing? It's been a little bit of a minute. We recorded an episode a couple weeks ago that part of that episode will be used for today's episode. Yeah, so about that. Um, I lied. We're just doing the Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania review on this episode. Just to make up for time, our uh, review went a little bit over than what I would like. So to make up for time, we're just doing this. So you have about an hour-long episode. Um, so I hope you like it. I hope you enjoy what we're talking about. And uh, let us know what you think about Ant-Man and the Wasp. But yeah, we're not doing any other segments. That will be probably in our next episode. So just wanted to let you know. No, it's good to be on. Uh... It's pretty cool to review uh, our first MCU movie in strictly nonsense's history, so I think that yeah. that's that's nice, you know, for uh, for the listeners that uh, the new ones. We talked about MCU a lot during the uh, Project Kayfabe days, uh, so you know, I think we'll, we kind of pretend like we know what we're talking about, but we do it a lot with the MCU. You know, we we it's kind of our bread and butter. Yeah, I think that's a good way to look at it. You know. Mm-hmm. We're uh, we're not the most educated yeah. movie fans, but we're also not the dumbest. We do, we do at least know a little bit of what we're talking about, or at least look into it, or we at least know how to follow a fucking story. <laughs> yeah, no, that that we can do, but as long so, as it's a movie, not a book. Yeah, exactly. Books are hard, man. Very hard. But you know, this is strictly nonsense. We are gonna have uh. The episode, from what I plan to do in the editing, we'll see if I do something different. But um, you're going to hear one of our first segments that was pre-recorded about three weeks ago. Then you're going to hear the Ant-Man review. That'll be in the middle. And then we're going to end it off with another segment that we have. So hopefully this, you know, it's a nice episode. It all blends well. Hopefully it doesn't make any, like, hopefully it makes sense and doesn't feel out of place. But I hope you guys enjoy it. As always, follow us on social media, at Strict Nonsense on Twitter instagram and tiktok and even youtube because i will be trying to figure out ways to make some youtube content for here just because you know i'm interested in making content and also somehow i'm getting some sort of success on our social media specifically tiktok and instagram instagram shout out Shaq if you're listening to the podcast right now love you Shaq. (laughs) Shaq, friend of the show (laughs) or or Shaq's social media guy shout out to you as well i don't it was you either one Love you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm also thinking in my head. It's like, okay, because Shaquille O'Neal, if you guys didn't know or see what I post on social media, Shaq, the real Sha- Shaq, Sha- the Diesel, fucking DJ Diesel, Superman. Yeah, that, that's what you first know him as, DJ Diesel. <laughs> he, um, 
I, I, there's that video that we may or may not have mentioned before in a previous episode, or maybe it was the episode that I recorded, and now we're going to you know, use in this one. Uh, posted it, I put a TikTok up of uh, you know, somebody fucking up on you know, Wheel of Fortune. Very known clip, but it's got traction again on Twitter I saw one day, and then I was like, I repurposed a little bit of it to make it a reel and a uh, TikTok, and it blew up. I mean, right now on Instagram, it has two point something million views. And somehow, either Shaq or let's say whoever manages Shaq's Instagram, nah, if he it doesn't, was, it, was, it was Shaq. In our eyes, it, I mean, also, it has to be what Shaq. Almost makes me like know that it was Shaq. Is it was a very our boy Elio esque story of there was like twenty stories, and it was just in the middle of maybe not twenty, but like fifteen stories. So I could easily see Shaq being like, "Oh, oh this is funny. Oh, <laughs> this is funny. Oh, oh, this is funny story." <laughs> Story. Yeah, yeah, you know, like I—that's where I, at first I'm like, wow, it's probably social media, but no, I could, I could easily see Shaq just going through Instagram. If you like yeah. something, goes on a story. Yeah, I don't think it's social, or I hope a social media manager isn't just sharing every fucking story. Because mm-hmm. also, like, you know, that just means it somehow got into Shaq's algorithm, which is crazy. So. Shout out to Shaq for sharing it. That that mm. video has blown up somehow and has gotten some success on our Instagram. I mean, it started with zero, and now it's at like 500-something. It's almost going to take have more followers on Instagram than Project Kayfabe. So that's crazy. That's, uh, that's Things just don't make sense in social media world. Uh, it, it, they that, don't. Especially that, that clip is like, I feel Super like four, years, four or five years old now at this point and just always becomes re-viral and yeah it'll get to numby somehow so i mean you know, hey i'll take hey, it you, you, yeah shack is now a friend of the show so yeah. shout out to come the on, boy come on anytime you want Shaq. hell yeah and hey if you want to eat some papa john's with us i'm down no, I'll, I'll gladly eat papa john's with Shaq. I'll got a shakaroni pizza. Uh, I'll, I'll gladly sign up with the general right now for Shaq. <laughs> But yeah, we're doing well on Instagram Reels somehow, and then on TikTok. I mean, I, I I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I randomly opened up TikTok, and we went from having no followers to fourteen thousand point seven k followers. You know, wild a video that I did, another one, which was something that I kind of saw and thought it was interesting. I put together a bunch of clips of Flowrider. Just mm-hmm. you know, at a, at a court case against Celsius, and they're playing his his music. He's jamming out. I did some some editing, just small edits, and 9.5 million views. It's like, what the fuck? I mean, how does this happen now? Yeah, so, I mean, TikTok's a different beast. You'll see any, there's so many just million like, like things on TikTok that you just keep scrolling and like so many. It, I, I don't get how it, it makes, again, no sense, but hey. hey we'll take is. it. You know, eventually you're going to start seeing we're going to I'm going to find ways to make the podcast and the clips on there. So if you follow Mm -hmm. any of the social media, just, you know, support, like, you know, follow. I don't know. Do what you got to do. Appreciate the support. Trying to figure out how we can take this serious and do some good stuff with this stuff. Uh, Anywho. Yeah. So follow us on all social media platforms. And I think it's time to dive into the first segment of the show, whatever the hell it is. Okay, so we are talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, the 
third movie in the trilogy of the Ant-Man series, the first movie in Phase 5. That is the first movie in Phase 5, Greg, not the last movie or sixth movie in Phase 4. Um, so we are talking about it. We're first going to mention you know, how we felt about the movie without spoiling it, just in case if somehow you're listening to this and um, you don't want to be spoiled and you want to know if you should go watch it or not, here, take a listen before and we'll let you know when we're about to get into spoiler territory. But uh, thoughts on the movie but without spoiling it, I'm going to say, you know, I enjoyed it relative like compared to a lot of the last couple of movies the MCU has dropped or shows. I enjoyed it, but I thought it was an okay movie. Um, you know, without giving any spoilers away, I think you can almost kind of skip this movie in a way. Um, and, you know, if you do want to hear spoilers, I'll get a little bit more into that. But um, I don't say I hate the movie. I wouldn't say that. I don't think it's a bad movie, but I don't think it's a good or a great movie. I think it's in the, in the words of Harry Styles, it's a movie. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, that's kind of where I'm at without real spoiling it. How about you, Finn? Uh, we both saw it together. We had the uh, opening night release at the uh, Lincoln Center AMC, probably my favorite AMC that we go to. Um, what are biggest your thoughts? IMAX in in we country. saw it in the biggest it, IMAX. It, it, yeah, yeah. You, you, anyone in the, especially in Manhattan or just the New York City area, you should definitely see any big type of movie. That should be an IMAX seat in that theater. It'll kind of be ch- like change the way you see movies because of how it really does. It is. Uh, but yeah, I'm very similar to your feel uh, on the movie, especially I kind of agree with your point where you can skip this or wait till I saw a lot of people ask uh, certain people at like file comic books, movies and such like, should I see this in theaters or wait for Disney plus? I, I would say you could wait for Disney Plus for this movie. There's nothing pressing besides, I will give one thing, Kang, Jonathan Majors, is fantastic. Leaving off right from Loki, how he stole one episode and really got us hyped for this is, this is going to be the guy. And this movie does show that he has the potential of being this phases or just multiple phases, this Thanos, or just this next big bad. But... I feel like he was just too good of a villain and a character for the movie to make me feel so like meh. Like I can't. Besides him, this movie is gonna be forgettable in my eyes. I, I know that might sound crazy, but that's where I feel like it's gonna be. And uh, you know, left a, a little disappointed. Those are my like initial thoughts once coming out of the theater. I just besides Kang. I didn't really like, of course, Paul Rudd is Paul Rudd, great Ant-Man, but like, and it's funny, but so were the other two Ant-Man movies. So it's not like that was anything new. Those are very funny too. And this had its moments as well, but yeah, besides Kang, I, I just didn't like this movie that much. Yeah. I mean, besides Kang being like, you know, the biggest takeaway from all of this, I thought, yeah, it was it's like, like I said, like, you know, I think you can wait on it because I think a lot of what happens can be summarized really quick and you'll know what's going on. I also feel like not that much happened, to be honest, but maybe, you know, we'll get into some theories or some and some thoughts when we move into the spoiler conversation. But 
I mean, to be honest, I felt like a good portion of the movie, especially the beginning, I'm like, oh, this really didn't do much. And then it's really like the last like leg of the movie where it's like, okay, this can be summarized really quick in a quick recap and you wouldn't have missed much. I mean, I'll give credit to the movie. It looked really nice. I liked the Quantum Realm. The Quantum Realm looked pretty cool. I liked Kang. Kang was great. Jonathan Majors is a real actor, so he really brought some good acting chops into this. Um, Paul Rudd is Paul Rudd, so he's going to do great. I actually enjoyed the entire cast. I think this is the first time in a while I've enjoyed a cast from an MCU movie, and none of them really annoyed me, for at least in my take. But... Yeah, I think uh, at the end all be all of this movie, I think the trailers made it seem to be a little bit of a different movie. And, you know, that can be said based off of perception. You know, people, if you perceive it one way and then you get something else, it's kind of like, you know, when people like to believe one thing and then when they finally get it, they they work themselves into <laughs> into a shoot, as they say in wrestling, where it's like you worked, you made this kind of happen by thinking this way. They never said it was going to happen this way. But like, for example, I will say the trailer made it feel like a little darker, like this was going to be a little bit of a sadder movie, perhaps. I mean, it looked like some stuff was going to happen. And in the end, I felt like it was like, eh. <laughs> like, I don't think anything major really came out of this, but there are some points that just can be summarized and will probably be explained or at least will help in other movies or shows. But like, this is kind of skippable in a way or like uh, wait till, you know, Disney Plus or something. It's a, it's not a rush to movies kind of feel like I thought it would have been. So that's kind of like my take without giving any spoilers. Any Anything else you want to say before we jump in to yeah. try to get kind the of spoiler to combo? Bounce off your talk about the trailers. Really the only thing I, I could see how that could easily like the trailers can affect people like that way. It does it with oh, MCU movies in general. But looking back on it, the, anytime I did see a trailer, the things that just got me excited for was Kang. That's where I was. That's really the only thing I was really excited for this movie. And it delivered in a way, because I still think as great as he was, there was just little things and like something missing that like just little points in the movie that we'll talk about that annoyed me. Not him. It was just how they treated Kang overall that I think could have been done better. But yeah, that it's that I, that's my rating before giving my official rating is just meh like that that's how i felt and uh, uh, i i don't like saying that about a movie especially a movie with paul rudd but that's how i felt yeah it is uh meh for me meh doesn't mean bad you know still i think you know if because I have some free time on my hand like this week or maybe in a week or two, like if I'm not doing anything, maybe I'll give it a second watch to see because I don't think I don't know. It, it, I'm in a weird situation where like I want to really like this movie and I want to give it more, you know, of uh, I want to be more, you know, nice about it or something. I don't know. I just want to like this movie more than what I got. And I feel like maybe a second showing would help, but also I feel like a second showing would just be like, all right, Joe, you kind of wasted about two hours. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I don't know when's the next time I'll watch this movie, really. Because it's like, honestly, as great as Kang is, if I want to watch before like we get into actual Kang later down in the MCU, I'll just throw on that episode of Loki again before this. Yeah. That, like, that, 
He Who rough. Remains was really good. I mean, mm-hmm. Kang the Conqueror, because that's who this Kang is, was really good. But yeah, it might be easier just to, uh, I guess, watch Loki. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's. Uh, we could, we could try now. So if you're listening and you somehow didn't see the movie, stop listening now because we're going to try and find ways to talk about this movie with the spoilers included. So go away. But thanks for coming. Thanks for listening. Come back for the rest of the episode. We'll put yeah, some come back, come back. in there. But uh, anywho, spoilers and whatever we talk about now, they're allowed. Um, I kind of had it on here in our bullet points. Thoughts on the cast. I kind of already said it. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I thought everyone in this movie was great for the most part, even someone like fucking MODOK. I mean, MODOK was a character that isn't really important. and wasn't really that important in this movie. They kind of kind of just cut his whole part entirely and it wouldn't have been a big deal. But I kind of thought it was funny. I mean, he's supposed to look stupid in a way because it's just like it's a big ass head. I mean, it's a big ass head. And, you know, I thought it was a little bit of amusing. He was a little bit of a jabroni. And um, we got some Modoc ass, which was very interesting. I remember laughing for that because why the fuck was there Modoc ass in this? Because that's what people want, man. That's what that's what people came for. for. If you have Modoc, we gotta see his ass. That's just that's just just how it is. But what do you think? What do you think about all uh, of it and the so cast and Moda? The, ca- the cast, I mean, top Paul Rudd. It, it's another one of those MCU cast things where it's like this was spot on. He's he's a great Ant Man, great uh, Scott Lang. Like he's just he was perfect for the role. Uh, the rest, like the rest, I will also give Michelle Pfeiffer. She was very good in this movie. She, I feel like at times was possibly the focal point of the movie and they could have made her the actual i think if they stuck to her story with her and kang and made that a little bit even more of a bigger deal i think it could have made the movie even better because their dynamic with the flashback and everything was quite interesting and probably the most interesting thing of the movie and i agree i kind of want more of that came, too. when they came back together it just wasn't like i saw someone talk about how like if Kang came face to face with her again, he would have killed her. He wouldn't have kept her prisoner, which I kind of could see. But then again, it'd be kind of fucked up where she was barely in the last Ant Man movie, comes in and they, they just kill her off for real this time. So, but and then you mentioned Jonathan Majors; he was great, and I'm caught. I'm shooting my shot five. In like five years or so, this man's gonna win an Oscar or something. Like he's that good. He's, I feel like gonna win one in his lifetime. But I think in like the next five years or so, he's gonna be incredible. And I'm not saying he's. I think he's gonna be fantastic in Creed three. But I'm not gonna say he's gonna win an Oscar for that. But he, he's just gonna become such a megastar after this and Creed three that he's just gonna possibly take be the next like big thing in Hollywood. So I'm very excited. Uh, he that. has he has range i mean without really talking about it before we get to it i mean with the you know with the end credit i mean you see him playing different roles of the same mm-hmm. person and he's doing it pretty well and you know from if just based off of what we do know and what we have seen without talking about the end credit i mean look at kang the conqueror and look at he who remains both just really cool characters in a way of just right. like oh i'm a tr- i'm attracted this is what i i want more of this they're they're both menacing one like mentally one physically but they're also can be both uh, i mean he remains but like kang the conqueror was physically menacing and also just strictly talking was like and it's because of him like 
Joth Majors, again, MCU casting, they always kill it. And I think he was perfect to be, oh, this is our next bad guy for, I don't know, maybe 10 years or so, or who knows, even longer. Because uh, I think what Feige said, he wants the MCU to be like 80 years old, 100 years old. So we'll see. I mean, as long as. We'll see if they can pull it off, because right now it's looking a little shaky <laughs> based off of Phase 4 and a little bit of this. I mean, I think they could turn the bus around and get it back on course, but I think um, you just got to... My biggest thing in the MCU right now, quality over quantity. You can give me less movies and less shows mm-hmm. in a year if you mean each one that comes out is a banger, and I am there for it. Like, honestly, after seeing Ant-Man, not going to lie, I think now I'm the most excited I am for a superhero movie. Might be The Flash, based off of that trailer, to be honest. Uh, I, and that, well, that's I, crazy to say, uh, because it's DC. <laughs> just, as skeptical as we've been, and how the MCU is kind of showing it these last uh, couple of years, the next one is Guardians. And I yeah. just, there's no... There's no way in my mind that that can like not be like there's no way that movie can be bad or like make me feel this way like meh there's no way I'm nervous a little bit not gonna lie <laughs> I just know because it's J- that this is James Gunn's baby this isn't yeah. like one of the MCU things where you know they might put a little more pressure Feige or the up higher ups in Disney might put a little bit more pressure on certain directors. I trust James Gunn a lot, and I know that it's it's gonna deliver. Like there, there's just no way I can see it not. It's Guardians. I sure hope so. And hey, it's coming out on my birthday weekend, so it better be fucking good. Uh, Michael Douglas and Evangeline Lilly, they were good, <laughs> but I feel like they were not even in this movie really. Yeah, like, Michael Douglas was around Michael, for basically honestly, to be told, yo, your girl got fucked. That's Michael <laughs> Douglas did not need to, like, and you can kind of tell, and just, like, he didn't feel like he was there. I don't know if he wanted to be there. And I saw a video, he was at the premiere of this, and they asked him, would he be in for a fourth Ant-Man? And he said, yes, but only if I die. <laughs> so, they also might, they should have maybe killed him just for Michael Douglas's sake. I like mean, the, I thought they were almost going to yeah. kill him, and I kind of would have been fine that, but mm-hmm. Yeah, and one person that did annoy me, Catherine Newton, because I didn't like Cassie pretty much at all, so that kind of annoyed me. But that, I actually didn't it. mind Cassie. Cassie was okay with me, mm-hmm. not going to lie. Certain I things like... I'm going to mention that just was pissing me off throughout the movie. As that, that was fine with me, I'd say. Um, anyway, um plot holes is something i want to talk about because i thought there was a big plot hole and everyone keeps talking about it um why the fuck is janet in one movie you know michelle pfeiffer sure ant-man sure scott go to the quantum realm and then in the second movie she's like oh get the fuck away from there don't you don't you make contact with them i thought it was just it makes no sense that she changes up real quick and if she's known about kang like a literal timeline killer exists and she's kept it to herself this entire time. It's like that 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 part just made no sense. And I think also, I don't know. I'm I'm not a big fan of the plot where it's like you know, Kang needs Scott to figure out the whole multiversal engine issue that he's having yeah. that he can't like. How is Kang so smart yeah, no, that he couldn't no, figure no, it out or build a new one? That kind I, of I that kind of annoyed agree. me. The man is like he's shooting la- like lasers out of his arms and shit. 
he couldn't get that. He needs Ant Man, little tiny man. That like he didn't even <laughs> he didn't even recognize who Ant Man was until he explained it. And he's like, "Oh, you're that guy. Oh, well, you can help me with this thing." Uh, I kind of and I didn't even think about the whole Janet thing, like how she does send Scott into the quantum realm and like nothing. But that's just like the problem with those is that movie when it was coming out, they didn't even think know about Kang yet. So that's where it's just there's too much to go around. And one thing that I do feel like Kang, I think, would have fit better in a multiverse movie rather than being a part of the quantum realm, in my eyes. Because we that's how we got introduced to Kang originally, is with the multiverse. And I know how, like, they explained how he got into the quantum realm. He was banished and whatever, but it just would have made more sense maybe for him to be a villain in a multiverse movie. Maybe a doc, I don't know about the next doc, the previous Doctor Strange, but more of a Doctor Strange type movie than drove the multiverse other than the quantum realm. I also can't, as nice as the quantum realm did look, I think they have a better version of that in the multiverse. I think the multiverse is more interesting and cooler than the quantum realm. But I get that's how Ant- it's connected with Ant-Man, so they had to do it. I think they just, I think the quantum, like, I think the quantum, you know, quantum realm, I thought it was cool. At first, the movie felt like it was going in a Star Wars direction, in a way, when they were, like, trying to navigate and trying to, like, when Janet and, yeah, I saw that and all of them were trying to find, like comparisons of like they try they were trying to do star wars and i kind of i kind of liked it i felt like i liked learning or experiencing some of it but like for example the you know people that are kind of like running away or an all a random collective group of people that scott and cassie run into Mm -hmm. um i kind of didn't give a shit about them (laughs) like that uh, entire stuff like i didn't care like that's the we're saving them but I could give a rat's ass about them. Like, I didn't care. As nice as it was to see Chidi uh, being a mind reader and everything, I, I don't I don't care about these people and the guy that loves holes. Yeah. That they die. I want Kang to kill them because that just makes Kang cooler. Yeah. Because, like, for me, it's just, like, I, I, I like the idea of world building. I think they could have done it a different way could, to continue to show off how, you know, there's this entire fucking, like, universe like beneath us that we don't even know about and yet like making me want to care for these survivors i just didn't like care at all Mm. um which is going to kind of make me now let's transition into pros and cons about like how i felt about this movie and how you felt about this movie i'm going to give my list we'll talk uh, briefly and then we'll get into yours then we can continue on uh pros and cons we'll go pros i thought humor was done right here compared to like Thor Love and Thunder. A lot of Thor Love and Thunder that I don't like is the humor. It felt forced. It felt like, okay, I get it. Thor can be funny, but not everyone has to be funny. Why are we laughing about cancer? Why is it like, why is everything a punchline? Here, I didn't think it was as forced. I think, you know, it was funny when it needed to be, and it didn't also have jokes all the time. Like, I felt like there were serious moments in here, which I appreciated. Like I said, I enjoy the cast. I thought the quantum realm was cool. John of the Majors killed it. But here are my cons. Uh, the movie kind of felt pointless, especially the first 30 to 45 minutes. 
Um, one of my biggest issues with this is Kang getting washed by Ant-Man and, um, you know, I guess the giant ants. ants. By giant ants. Thank you. That was one of my biggest cons. <laughs> that, um, Thanos, I mean, blew I'm my mind. Say, Thanos could, would never. Thanos could never be defeated by giant <laughs> ants. Giant, that's that's like, That pissed, like, going through these, when you told me to write cons, I'm like, I, it's like giant ants. That was fucking stupid. I'm like, and Kang was kind of defeated by giant ants. Are you fucking yeah. kidding me? Like, I, honestly, like, it felt... I was a little bit more... Cring- like, it was kind of similar to the kid battle at the end of Thor Love and Thunder. Like, Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Like, that way where... And that was another reason, the only reason Michael Douglas, Hank Pym was there was because he had ants with him. And he was able to communicate, and they were able to somehow become giant ants. That that was just, I didn't I didn't care for the ants. That, but no, I'm yeah. glad you brought the giant ants. That was that no. Me I off. mean, I thought like it was cool that moment to see Hank bring them there, but it would have been nice when they were like taking over Kang and like bullying him and getting on top of her and being you know and what it looks like it's beating his ass would have been nice if kang just and like they all disintegrated you know Mm -hmm. like that would have been cool because like if kang is supposed to be all powerful this man can wipe out timelines we saw like what he did when hope touched the uh multiversal core and like you saw what he's done the fact that he got washed by these ants and a combination of like scott and hope and all that i'm like okay you're you know Kang is supposed to be this powerful menace, yet somehow he got washed by ants, and he was almost losing in hand-to-hand combat with Scott Lang. That kind of just, like, turned me off a little bit. I was like, ugh, you should have been kicking his ass. Mm -hmm. And to kind of finish this point, then we could see, uh, go to yours. I thought this movie was too safe. The trailers made it seem like Scott was going to die. Scott should have died. I love Scott. I love Paul Rudd. But Marvel has this thing where it's very safe. It doesn't take any big risk. And they should have killed him off to kind of like whether it's build more of a presence for Kang or the Kangs, like all of them in general or something. Ant-Man, Scott, he should have died. He should have lost. There should have been a big sacrifice or big issue to happen because like I said before, you can kind of skip this movie and nothing really happened. You could be told that, hey, Kang may or may not be dead because he's in the multiversal core now. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. But I thought that yeah. was too safe an approach. They should have just killed nah, the man. It would have nah. meant I think I would have liked the movie more if I was like, damn, they killed off Ant Man. Yeah. Like that was a powerful ending. It just felt again, like eh, mid. I think mid. he was the per- he was the perfect person to kill because again, like I'm looking for more into the future. Ant-Man's not really, or should really be a part of the f- future of MCU, really. Like, the more I think about it, or, like, someone, someone should have died. If it wasn't him, it definitely should have been Hank Pym. Man, <laughs> Michael Douglas wants to die in MCU. Let him die. Or even, you know, the uh, Hope. Hope could have died, you know? Because she she felt like an afterthought in this movie as well. So, yeah. And uh, if you want to like make Earth. Kang feel strong and yeah. you know like a problem, he should have killed someone. Mm-hmm. So then the next time he's around, they're like, "Yo, this motherfucker kills. He's the worst person out there." But no, you got washed yeah. by ants. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was one of my biggest cons. But I'll, I'll go to some pros. I mean, 
the pro everyone can hear kang big pro uh one of my other pros mentioned before modok i i quite enjoyed modok i think he might have been the best uh thing about this movie uh, apart from kang uh because of his ass <laughs> i honestly i didn't even notice an ass so I was just going with it. I didn't know they showed us. Oh uh, yeah. Well, whenever you ever watch it, or there's gonna, it's gonna pop up on Twitter eventually. They're gonna show Modoc ass. You'll see. Uh, it. But uh, yeah. And one thing that I have to give, we've kind of talked about how post Endgame specifically has been a little mid, little iffy. But one thing they have done very well in the movies and shows is made us is brought back unimportant or underutilized characters. Like Modoc, aka uh, Yellow Jacket, Darren Cross. Like he was a fine villain. He was kind of like a prototypical evil businessman wants power type of villain. And he was brought back and did well. You know, kind of kind of remind me of like uh, Trevor in uh, Shang Chi or like Jimmy Woo in WandaVision. Like those guys that didn't do have that big of roles, but they put them more in the forefront and kind of made us appreciate them more. So they, they did that well. And I'll just go straight to cons. My biggest con was how the fuck Cassie was able to do all this shit. Yeah. How's Cassie issues. this fucking smart just, is a good fucking I, question. <laughs> this, and I looked into it. I want to know because the last time we saw her, I know the blip and everything. She was a little kid in Ant-Man and the Wasp. She's supposed to be 17 in this universe. Okay. And she's able to do all this shit. She's able to become Ant Girl, maybe, in the just easily able to master that. When it took Paul Rudd a very long uh, montage in the original for him to not even perfect Ant Man, just to be good enough. And she was, and she was able to become a giant too, Giant Man quickly, just pissing me off. But one of the biggest problems was. Her this whole project that she was doing with the quantum realm, it made it sound like uh, Hope and Hank were helping her while Scott was away, and I kind of inferred that meaning when he was blipped away. But Hope and Hank were also blipped away, so I was just confused how she learned all this shit. If it wasn't through the blip, the five years, whatever, the two years after they've come back, she's able to become this like kind of genius while also being a like activists at the same time. I don't know. It just made it made no sense. It was to use <laughs> Tom's phrase and man very unrealistic movie. Th- this I actually agree with him. This was very unrealistic. I don't know how she was able to do all this shit. Kind of become she became like Shuri overnight type thing. Yeah, I mean to find a way to communicate with the quantum realm is kind of crazy that some random teenager can just pull mm-hmm. that off. Whether or not if she, like she got blipped or whatever, like how do you get this knowledge? How, yeah. Even if you she, got Hank Pym, with I know you. she didn't. But Hank and Hank Hope and Janet, all three people that could help her, were gone for five years. They were. What are they gone. teaching in these San Francisco yeah. schools? <laughs> That's right. I don't. I don't believe this shit. <laughs> But that was interesting. Is that all your pros and cons? Uh, yeah. Uh, another another con I'll say was it was kind of all over the place at times. Like I talked to you before this, I kind of realized an editing mistake for once in a movie, which I don't think has ever happened. I thought I was kind of an idiot when it came to movies, but I was realizing it. The scene where uh, 
Scott is supposed to drink the goo. Cassie says for him to drink the goo. They cut then to the Pym family, like right for like a maybe a minute or so. And then they cut right back to Scott being ready to drink the goo again. Like it just didn't make sense how they edited it. It, it was very confused. Like I was like, what the fuck's going on? Like it's just, it kept going back and forth. And I don't know. I, I felt like it was, and I've seen a lot of reviews say that it was all over the place. And yeah. I agree. What I noticed in that moment that was kind of confusing to me too was that like, you know, Cassie's like, oh, drink, drink the goo. Mm. And then, yeah, they cut away or whatever. Mm. And, you know, he heard when Cassie said that. So you'd think he would be like, okay, I'll, I'll drink it, I guess. But then when he comes back, he's still like, get me yeah, away. Still, get me out of here. Like, Where's my daughter yeah. or something? Yeah, I feel like they, that's what I think it was a mistake. I, I it felt like they could have. No, but I think it was an actual editing mistake. Drink the goo should have happened like after he already went like, oh, yeah, no. where's my daughter? Get me out of here. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, oh, yeah I, I agree with that. It was a little weird. So after credits is something we'll talk about. Uh, there was two after credits. Uh, the first one was the Dynasty of Kangs. They kind of ripped it straight out of a comic book. Uh, this one like scene was like literally straight out of this one. Uh, Avengers 292, 1982, I think it came out of. I thought that was cool to see. Um, so, yeah, you see like a bunch of Kangs. And I think from what we're gathering here and what I've like heard on these theory videos and stuff, and these breakdowns. Um, so Kang the Conqueror, as we mentioned already, the Kang of this movie gets you know, he dies, I guess you could say, or maybe not. I don't know. Mm. He got taken by the multiversal core and he's in there now. Maybe it killed him. Maybe he's in like a pocket dimension or maybe he's like in a, I don't know. Maybe he's in something. And then we have these three Kangs, which is like, apparently it's a Mortis. Who's a big, like, you know, original character that ended up turning out to be a Kang. Then there's, um, uh, what guy might be like Kang Prime or Kang or like it was they called it the Scarlet Centurion, but he wasn't even Scarlet. He was like blue. He had futuristic tech on him and stuff. And then there was another Kang. I'm drawing a blank at who it is, but there's three Kangs on there. Oh, uh, Ramatut, the first mm. like iteration I, of Kang. The I Egyptian was say, Kang. is it possibly the one that looks like a pharaoh? Yeah, Ramatut is what that I, one. One of my things was pharaoh king seems very diddly that's, <laughs> he that was did. my one takeaway he seemed very diddly so i kind of <laughs> like pharaoh king yeah and i think either i think from what with what this basically made it seem like is either we're gonna get one of these kangs randomly thrown in each movie coming leading into kang dynasty or like the combination of these three are gonna be the kangs that are the issue at least until we get to King Kang's dynasty, they're like the big problem. These like three Kangs and their whole multiverse versions of Kangs. Like you see a bunch of random Kangs mm -hmm. in the pit, in the Coliseum, whatever you want to call it. So that was a very interesting end credit. I think, you know, this kind of alludes that Kang the Conqueror may or may not be the main Kang we're supposed to worry about. I guess it's supposed to be these Kangs, but I, I, I'm, I don't know if that's true. I think there's a chance that Kang the Conqueror comes back and I, he's the problem because they're they exiled him. No, that's for a what, reason. I, I hope that's not how it goes because then if that is the case, then this movie is pointless. <laughs> that's what. As cool as this was to see so many Kangs, what I got from it is I just want there to be 
one singular Kang. I want it to be probably Kang the Conqueror. Like he's going to be the singular bad. And then he maybe exile for a reason. He should yeah. be. And then eventually the Avengers can deal with all these Kangs, but I want him to be the driving force and get like be the big bad guy. Like that's what I, I don't I don't need to have Diddley Pharaoh Kang and the other like they'll show more other ones like I just want one to be the the true bad guy. I think I, um it should and I hope it is this Kang the Conqueror. I think what may or may not happen is I think this was something that was maybe mentioned in a new Rockstar video or something which I can see possibly happening. I think these three Kangs are going to be the issue that they have to deal with in Kang Dynasty and somehow like they'll explain it and bring it to make sense. But I think in Kang Dynasty, you know, just when you think like they've won or whoever it is, like the Avengers team or what it is, I think that's when Kang the Conqueror comes back somehow and he's like mm. gone a lot more powerful because he's been in this multiversal engine. He probably has all this new knowledge and stuff. He's been waiting and plotting and found a way to get out and now he's a problem that'll maybe be Secret Wars since that's after. Mm. So I'm thinking maybe maybe that's what they do because I feel like you can't make this Kang the Conqueror like so intimidating like they were scared of him that's why they exiled him and they couldn't mm. let him do his own thing they had to put him in an area where like he can't come out of so i'm thinking maybe that's how they bring him back or i hope yeah. so because he is really cool i mean we haven't really seen much of what these other kings do but i kind of want it to be i agree one singular king and the rest of these kings what is there going to be a king that dies every movie or something like i'd rather yeah, they, kind they, of they, like, like yeah, I, I wouldn't want like this to be like the formula of oh, next movie we're gonna deal with this Kang, and then he'll probably be defeated, and then we'll have this Kang. He'll probably be defeated. There's gotta be one guy, and you're you're mentioning theories and everything. I didn't really watch anything or have any theories, but the one I had was this Kang, Kang the Conqueror, will be back. Like they also were just like openly saying it that like because the the Kangs were saying. He's dead, but like they're like, is he? I don't know. And then Scott was having that like existential crisis of, I defeated Kang, or did I? And everything, or did I make it worse, or whatever? And like that's what probably is gonna happen. Like he I mean, did probably make it worse somehow. This and, Kang did say, "You get rid of me, it's gonna get worse." Same thing mm -hmm. as what um he, he remains yeah. kind of said. Mm -hmm. So the more they get rid of these Kangs, the more like it seems like. Even while this king may or may not be good, he had a purpose that he was trying to do, and he was trying to keep all the other ones in check. And I think that's why they're scared of him. And they're gonna, you know, that's what happens with the multiversal war or whatnot. But yeah, I think with now this king being gone, whether it's forever or temporary, like that's why all the shit's about to turn up. So very interesting. And then we had a second. Um, mm -hmm post credit scene which i'm pretty sure kind of done like the same way with what they did with like uh civil war i feel like this is what's gonna happen here i think this they just pulled this clip right out of loki season two you got mobius and loki and they seem to be like in an old-timey like like presentation and it's victor timely but it's kang uh so victor timely is like the king that kind of like was first discovering about time travel 
And um, he's kind of like talking about time travel there, like just time in general. And, you know, it was interesting that like Mobius is like, oh, this is a guy that you're talking about. This is a guy you're scared of. And like Loki's like, yeah, like this dude is serious. Like, what the hell, Mobius? Like, you got to you. This is the guy we have to deal with. Um, so, I mean, that made me hype for Loki season two. Right. I'm excited about that. That's yeah, exactly. And I wonder how this works. Very hype for season two of Loki, because I then also said. As a note, Loki season one, probably the best MCU thing to come out since M game. Like, I, I, I feel like that is overall. It might be. It might be the strongest that, one, even that, like that movie or TV show. It, it, yeah. it was that fucking good. And it also has had a lot of connections to a lot of what has happened. So I enjoyed it. I'm excited based off this after credit, which I'm pretty sure it's just going to be a, it's a clip that got ripped out of uh, Loki season two. Mm-hmm. Um, my last thing that I had here, which was like related to theory, and I'm going to shout out the boy saving the bees. Cause this is what he said. I'm like, you know, that kind of makes sense. And I kind of see that this could have happened because it doesn't get addressed really at the end of the movie, but I could see it happening in a way so obviously time is different in the quantum realm mm-hmm. you know every hour is a year so i feel like there's a chance that they they were there between like two to five hours i don't know like i don't know it felt like five hours <laughs> like um i want to say they were there so i want to say at least two to five years could have passed and the thing that saving the bees bardock mentioned that i'm like okay i could see that how how it works out so i think with Ant-Man being the first movie in this phase, I think, you know, there's a time jump that obviously happens since they're in the quantum realm between the way the movie starts and the way the movie ends. And, you know, Paul Rudd's nervous at the end. He's like, oh, what happened? What? Did, maybe I did something. Maybe this wasn't what I should have done. I think the rest of this phase is probably going to happen during the time of Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania. Like, during that time, however long it was, all I feel like all the rest of it is going to happen. And by the time we get to whatever is the next movie in the next phase, I think that's, like, when Dynasty, like, uh, Dynasty of the Kangs may or may not be, like, starting. Like, I think after, you know, this feeling in Scott's, like, stomach where he's like, I fucked up, like, I think... Kang Dynasty happens quickly right after that, like with the way time works. And I think that could happen. I don't know. Because there has to be a time jump or like something that has to be affected with time because of how how long they were gone and stuck in the quantum realm was different. So I I saw that theory that he said. I'm like, I think that could work. I think that might happen. Yeah, no, uh, that that could be it. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm quite interested how this is going to. Yeah, because. I mean, I know the next movie is uh, Guardians, but I have a feeling that they're going to touch on nothing from this. I think so, too. <laughs> so, like, I don't know how... Will the the, I, the next movie, after that is the Marvels, will the Marvels touch on anything for this? Maybe? I, I, I don't know. Uh, I feel like maybe a little bit just because of what happened. Like, maybe that switch between, like, you know, Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. that's... <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm. Uh, I'm still. I'm still interested how this will all pan out, but mainly because I want to see how Kang becomes so powerful that they need the entire Avengers. Like, I, I need to know how that happens. And yeah, I'm, I'm interested. Uh, after this movie, I'm interested how they're going to go about it. 
Yeah. I, I, I don't know how they will. There's going to, I feel like there's definitely going to be a, cause I'm looking at the phase five and six, like slots that are here. Like, I don't know how much Captain America, New World Order is going to touch on it. Same with Thunderbolt, same with Blade. Like right now, these just seem too separate to like, how are they going to connect all to like what's going on with Kang Dynasty? And then the next, uh, the first movie, or at least what I'm seeing here, that might be the first movie in phase six is Deadpool three. <laughs> and then Fantastic which is, which Four. Is rated R, so that's good. Good. News. Yeah, it's going to be a good movie, I'd imagine. But also it's like, how, all right, where does it connect? And then you got Fantastic Four, which I feel like that is going to be the the big one to then because that's right before Kang Dynasty. Like, that's right there. So I feel like that's when, like, all of it maybe hits the fan and then that's what leads us to Kang Dynasty. I don't know. Mm, Yeah. Uh, I do do wonder how this is all going to connect. How they're going to go. I mean, I guess also Loki Season 2 is going to have something to do with it because Kang's definitely going to be in that. So I wonder how that will then, that might lead to something. Yeah. yeah, Who knows? Yeah, I'm very intrigued to see how they pull it off. I mean, like I said earlier in the beginning of this, I'm all about quality over quantity. You know, if you have to give us less to make sure it's a cohesive story and it works, do it. Because, like, I think, you know, especially, you know, Shane is definitely at that point (laughs) of... Mm -hmm. uh, I guess superhero movie or MCU, like he's tired of it. It feels because mm-hmm. Shane hated this movie for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not yeah. as bad as Shane would make it seem, but Shane doesn't like a lot of things. But that's like I, I, I could I could see why some people would uh, like not like he's not an MCU diehard. So I could I could see why people would not uh, like this movie at all. I, I I do see how that could be the case. But I think, you know, Shane's been kind of tired with MCU movies. And I think it's because, like, you go watch it, you come out of it like we did, and it's like, eh, not that much happened. Like, this kind of wasn't the best time of two hours to spend, you know? Mm-hmm. That's why, like, I don't know. I'm, I feel like somehow, it, just based off of the trailer alone, I mean, they're keeping that movie around for a reason. I think, like, a Flash looks fucking sick as hell, but... We'll see what happens with the rest of these movies for the rest of the year. Next movie is Guardians 3 with the MCU. So, I mean, I'm excited. I just hope I don't have the same because I was pretty excited for Ant-Man. And coming out of it, I was like, eh, that was a movie. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, I I really wasn't like, all I was, I was pumped for Kang. Uh, I, that's all. And we got a good amount of Kang. But, yeah. Besides that, I guess I wasn't that excited, and I, I didn't. I guess I did feel disappointed because it was just like a. It was just a meh movie. Like that's that's the best way I can describe it. Yeah, it and also movie. one of the, I forgot to bring up one of my biggest uh, negatives against this movie. I, I miss I miss Luis. Luis should definitely be uh, at least he could have been in the beginning or the end of it. Uh. Not it wouldn't have made sense to be in the quantum realm, whatever. But the fact that he was not involved with it at all was really fucked up because he was the star of the last two Ant Man movies. So I feel like he deserved to uh, reprise his role in this. So yeah, I'm kind of upset about that. Like I don't I, know what I, happened I, with that. Why that that, that would have been the, could, one of the best parts of this movie? Like I could see, 
like I saw a thing where the director Payne Reed was like he wrote the script and just he had nothing for Luis and also T.I. and uh, the other guy Kurt like those three guys they were just not in the movie because he had nothing for them but I thought imagine Luis just doing the classic Luis explaining a story about like the blip or him getting blipped away like that definitely yeah. been funny and at least we would have saw him for whatever I, I just wanted a scene of him like that's all you know, I would have recreated this movie if I would make it any different I would make it that somehow Luis fell into the quantum realm and they gotta go find Luis that, and then um, I would and then the rest imagine. of the movie is a scavenger hunt for him and Kang's involved and he exactly. almost kills you know Luis I would have rather oh was it Kang has uh, Cassie hostage. Oh, I don't really care that much about Cassie, but if he had Luis as a hostage, I'd be like, get save Luis at all costs. Exactly. <laughs> and Ti, like, T- not not letting Ti have a job—that's fucked up. <laughs> I mean, maybe and they'll the guy, come back the in a spinoff Kurt, show somehow. The, the guy Kurt wasn't in it, the Russian one, but he was the voice of the guy of the blob thing that liked holes. So that was kind of weird that he was still somehow involved in this movie, just a completely different character. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, odd choices, but who knows? Maybe they'll find a way to bring Luis back one day. Yeah, we got to restore the Luis verse or something. You know, you know we got to get that hashtag. I, I watched uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp before, the night before this, and he he's just a delight. He's he, He's amazing. They're, the three of them, when they were the whole Baba Yaga thing, like that, it was very funny. So I, I would have liked them to be in at least a scene or two. They could have done the beginning or the end. Anything that, if they didn't want to touch the quantum realm, they were still part of the Earth for like a good 20 minutes or so. They could have had a scene with him in it. Just say. Yeah. It would have made the beginning of this movie better than Cassie being in jail. <laughs> yeah. So that, 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 yeah, I agree. Anywho, that is our take on Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania. If I had to give it a rating, uh, I, I don't know, well, 5.5 out of 10. <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe a 6, but maybe I'll, let's go 5.8. 5. 5. I don't know. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. Uh, should I change it? <laughs> the first thing that popped in my head was 5.8. Uh, well, uh, I'll go be a 5.8. I don't see what's No, 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 no. Because then they'll say, oh, we're all the same. That's what that's what Greg would say. Oh, you guys don't have it. You guys are just the same. You guys are just shit talking. Uh, <laughs> I'll do... 5.4. 5.4. There you go. You, yeah, like, you, I liked it more than I think you liked it. So that's a fair <laughs> rating. <laughs> uh, just uh, more of the lower fives. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Our our take 5.8 from me, 5.4 from Finn. Go watch it on Disney Plus. You don't have to run home. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to it. run to the theater for it. Or you could skip it if you want. Just wait until the YouTube clips come out and just watch a compilation of all the Kang clips. I think you'll get everything you need out of that, to be honest. (laughs) I agree. So there you go. That's our episode. Thanks again for listening. As always, you can check us out on social media at Strict Nonsense on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. The next episode should come out probably uh, next Monday. We're going to be reviewing Cocaine Bear, and hopefully I can get some of those uh, segments from uh, three weeks ago on here if they uh, if they work. So until then, uh, see you next Monday, and uh, yeah, just follow us on social media and tell your friends and tell your mom. Peace.